0: It's time to go tonight, city with all the lads With my crew, with me, the informers. Tonight, we're gonna review this piece of what is it gonna be? We'll find out when we get to this review. People, welcome back to NMI when you need more info. A podcast is one of the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. I'm your host, Nate, and today I'm joined by Fergus. Hello, everyone. It's me again. And returning, it's Jordan. Hello, good sir. Hello, it's good to be back. Ah, uh, how, how, how you been man we haven't, we haven't seen you in quite a while
1: oh you know just busy <laughs> too busy for you how
0: dare you ah uh, that is the good thing about this podcast people you can dip in and out when you want or you could sail away to far away lands and then come tell us your ventures and then say fuck that it's i just didn't want to be here so fuck it <laughs> Uh, but no, it's glad to have you back, man. Especially for this episode, because I knew as soon as they announced this anime, which we're gonna be talking about in a second, I knew John's gonna I need I need to come back on the podcast for this most most definitely to talk about this. And just to, that's it, people, we're gonna get straight into it today. So obviously, you know, last week we gave you our favorite video game weapons. Uh that was a very interesting uh topic with the Wabba Jacks and the Pokes and uh, you know, the BFGs, those big fucking guns and all the weapons that went with it. But this week, people, we were supposed to give you this a little bit earlier, but due to some you know, more technical issues and also some rejigs, we are giving you our Cyberpunk Runners Netflix anime review. We've all seen it here. So what we're going to be doing this episode, people, is we will be giving you the review uh, portion of the show. Uh, we'll have time codes for this as well. Also, we'll notify you for the next section. We will also be doing a spoiler discussion afterwards. Obviously, you know, don't worry, people. We will not be spoiling the show in any way for you going into the first section we'll probably do about 10 50 minutes of uh review and then we'll get into the spotted discussion for a further 20 to 25 minutes at most because i'm i presume we'll definitely have some comments in regards to that so as well we've all played cyberpunk 2077 here granted i'm the only one who hasn't completed the game and i know jordan's just like just fucking complete already now for god's sake just like why uh but yeah no i i, I mean
1: I, I don't understand why i mean a lot of people have told me this it's not just you but um, yeah, it, it kind of shocks me because for me, it's such a fucking amazing game. And then you come out swinging and We're like, oh, I haven't touched it in six months. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, shut up. It's I don't amazing.
0: know. I think it was because uh, I got literally I checked it. I got three missions towards the end, literally three <laughs> missions to the end. And I just stopped. And I don't know why. And I think I was just accounting a lot of issues with the game at the time or I was just. I, or another major game came out that was less buggy or like i always had more appeal to it so i was just you know finding more appeal there but i've got the ps5 version now and i think i'm going to definitely going to go back to it now that i've got the time i've got a little bit of a, a little bit of a one month gap where i could finally play this because obviously you know you got gotham knights and then the god of war coming out
1: so um i guess on that topic um just to bring it up there is like a, a minor patch that's come out alongside the release of edge runners which is like in-game content and um yeah i mean what i would say is um before going into uh everything about the tv show um the the dlc is definitely more interesting um well i say dlc the the minor patches is only interesting if you've only if you already like watch the show i wouldn't necessarily uh play it and then like um watch the show because it kind of spoils it a little bit i think
2: yeah i've seen a lot of videos of people uh playing making builds to reflect their favorite characters from the show uh, which i assume the patch is you know tailored for
0: I believe the patch is allowing people to have more definitely have more customization in the the players now, if I'm correct,
1: yeah, so it's it's more like a kind of t l c package. It's you know catering to the players, giving things like feature stuff that they wanted and asked for, um which is basically what they call transmog, um where you can you know whatever items you're wearing, you can just set a bunch of stuff as like an outfit, which you can interchange pretty much anytime you like. There's no cost to it or anything like that. It's literally just like a extra feature that makes things nicer um there's also like a few new um gigs that you can do um with a couple of the fixers in night city and then um there's also a specific chain of missions for um to get like a bit of uh what's the word get a bit of armor like uh, you get a new jacket which is um david martinez's uh jacket from the show um which is kind of cool but like i wouldn't expect like a huge huge thing it's not like a like a, a a crazy content update it's more just something neat that you can do um that's themed around the show and it, i in my opinion it's better to do that after you've seen the show rather than doing it beforehand because um yeah like i say there is there is uh some interactions with characters that kind of spoil um the show um so yeah it's it's pretty interesting but we can talk about that uh towards the spoiler end of stuff no i
0: i definitely agree with that and uh yeah i was i definitely agree because i did actually go check out the um the jacket quest which which what it is without going into too much detail and yeah you i definitely highly, highly recommend checking out the anime people but on that note we are now going to get into the review section and basically people we are going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of specific characters we enjoyed what we didn't like about the show what we didn't like um is it binge-worthy? We'll definitely get into that topic as well. So we are now going to get into the review. So, guys, what
1: are your initial impressions of the show? Well, I absolutely, absolutely loved it. It was such a good uh, adaptation for Cyberpunk. I mean, I haven't really had chance to read the, the comics and... Uh, other kind of content they released at the start of, um, Cyberpunk's release back in, uh, what was it? 2020. But, um, that said, um, this was such a kind of homage to the themes that I really enjoy about the game itself. And then, you know, obviously explores, you know, whilst it's in the same areas, you recognize a lot of things that you see from the game, but it's also just, um, you know, using existing assets like, uh, like the music and, um fighting uh sounds and obviously all the gangs but then the story itself is just really engaging like there's a few things that could be improved but the overall picture of the of the show was just absolutely fantastic um i personally watched it in japanese um which i found you know to be a really rewarding experience but that said i think if you're watching uh subtitles in english it is the same as it would be if you were watching it in english so um it might not be like a direct translation, but um aside from that, you know it was it was a perfectly amazing experience, and uh, obviously beautifully, beautifully made by Trigger.
2: Uh, not quite as good from me, I'm afraid. Um, it's okay. Uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of problems with it. Like the first couple of episodes, you kind of need to push past the first couple of episodes to get into it into it. I think there's if you've not played the game before, you might struggle with some of the concepts and language like I've seen this they've published a glossary on the cyberpunk website to help out first time viewers of the anime, which is never really a good sign. The world building again kind of leans heavily on you having played the game somewhat. the story is, uh picks up pace, certainly um I think the pacing has. A lot of the same problems the trailer had like it took me a little while to figure out what was going on the action's good but also could be very unrelated to what's actually happening plot wise it's like plot happens stop oh it's some action and then the plot starts again rather than it being like intertwined yeah
0: i get that i i'm sort of like mixed between both of you really so i could kind of roughly guess Fergus's rating already um it's probably in the batman vein so we'll get to that in a minute but yeah (laughs) i i was talking to john like i saw john a few days ago and i said to him you know i watched the first few episodes and i did have the initial first same impression as well like the first couple of episodes you do have to push through them and it is very chaotic from the get-go as well it's kind of hard to pin down and it just doesn't stop a lot of the time, you know. There's there's not a ton of breathing room. I found. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that like to understand, I, I definitely agree on the fact that like ha, I've played the game before, so I had an understanding of like you know all the different uh, factions, all the different like military organizations, or the different corporate or corpo groups. I did have an understanding of that. I thought the actual main character's portrayal was good. Uh, you know, David Martinez was I was a good was a good main character. Uh, I do love the fact that. um I was I was trying to pin his because I watched it in English, you know I'm a I'm a I'm one of those people that people hate, um, which is fine for me. I don't, I don't give a damn. Uh, I was trying to pin his voice down so much, then I realised he is the voice of the main character from Demon Slayer, so I was actually quite oh, happy really? to. Yeah, uh, Tanjiro, yeah, so, um, and he's only 24 in real life, so very good career for a 24-year-old, I'd give him that, no, but um, visually, I think this, uh, visually I think this show looks stunning, I think the trailer didn't do the show justice, like, the trailer was too fastly paced, like, I know the show has issues in regards to pacing itself, which I have some concerns with, not as much as Fergus maybe, but... I don't think the trailers did the show justice because there is a good story there, which isn't actually explaining the trailers, which I think could have been done better. Um, overall impressions of the show. Like, I, I did really enjoy it. I actually like this to be like a continued anthology series they do, like, you know, take it in the narrative in a different direction next time, maybe go forward in time after the games or way before. To the fall of the cities and you know the fall of the net and we'll get into that a bit later because obviously you play the games you don't understand uh but i definitely think sprinkling in characters from the games is a good concept we won't name him until the spoilers section um didn't realize such a voice actor such as matthew mercer was in this as well who we came in a bit later which is awesome obviously Giancarlo esposito playing the usual role he does uh in these in these types of shows you know he's the um the middleman. he he was good kind of typical Giancarlo there which I kind of expected to be honest uh but yeah no I I generally did enjoy it uh but let's um let's dig into our our favorite characters from the show because I'm presuming we each have like maybe like a a specific character we enjoyed and maybe like a couple of characters we enjoyed for the show and who we didn't really like as much so I'm gonna hand it back to Jordan uh let's let's start with you man
1: so I quite liked how as the story progresses the episodes kind of Without even thinking, you know, focus on each character in in one way or another. So like it's that's a lot with uh focusing around David and what's going on with him, and then Lucy, um, and then as you get more characters showing up in the story, um, you get like a kind of insight into the sort of people that they are and what drives them and what makes them interesting characters. So, initially, when I was trying to think of who I would who I liked the most, it was kind of hard. <laughs> initially be like yep that's the one because you know i like all of them but i guess um in terms of like an arc obviously david is probably the my initial go-to but i also really like lucy like i think i think that they did a really good job of um creating like a really three-dimensional character who wasn't just like you know the 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 kind of interest of the uh, main character. I guess I can say that because they show in the trailer that they kiss. um, but like it, it, it was such a good relationship that they kind of show. and like, um, it was interesting to see like how that progresses over time, um without really going into spoilers. uh Fergus, how we uh
2: I think I, I yeah, I, I think I agree largely. um say David Martinez is a good character. Um, maybe Lucy's explored as a, a more interesting uh backstory starts off mysterious you find out what's going on there that kind of thing so i think yeah lucy uh, the other characters are mm, okay but it it's really between three main contenders uh rebecca david and lucy the rest are not incidental that's probably unfair but
1: <laughs> the internet's like crazy for rebecca <laughs> I, yeah, I, I went I on to like the, the cyberpunk subreddit after i watched the show because i spent so long trying to avoid spoilers at all costs um yeah. and uh once i'd finished watching it i was like right now i can like invest in the memes and uh there's a lot of of hype around rebecca and um i imagine you guys probably heard about this but uh there was apparently a, a situation with um cd project red where they said they wanted to remove her as a character because uh of of the nature that she's portrayed in the show, and uh, Trigger apparently said no, she stays.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, again, like, because she, obviously she wasn't actually in the original scripts as far well as I was reading. So they actually, after the design was pushed and she was pushed heavily, and her age is very nondescript in the show. I'm presuming she's a lot older than what she looks like in the show. Obviously,
1: well, she's portrayed, I guess, as what they call Lolita, which is yeah. like a subgenre of of like. Character structures, and it's always a sense of they're not meant to be children, however they look a lot like children, so it's a bit strange, I guess, but I felt like that fit very well in the the world of cyberpunk because there's definitely a sense of you know like there there's no restrictions and people can be however they want, no matter how sour it could be in terms of uh of you know taste into you know and and there's no like um like discrimination i guess is kind of the weird part about it is that you know you can literally be whoever you like there's so many things that were happening in that show right that uh that i would describe as being like "Mm, that's a bit weird but like it fits in that world because you know it's it's a it's a crude and and disgusting and ruthless world that has no give no fucks given for for what everyone thinks like there's literally several times where you see characters with um what you call it like kind of uh machines that they were strapped to their own uh crotches Flesh to five. kind of simulate yeah. like screwing people and it was just very strange. That was more alarming to me than the fact that you have like a little girl character who's meant to be like, you know, twenty odd or whatever. I don't really know what their ages are supposed to be, but I'm assuming they're between like twenty and forty. Um, depending on which character you're talking about.
0: So i definitely agree with uh folks on this thing i think like um david david is my favorite in the show to be honest because he has the the hero's journey as it were in my opinion he he has he has a really good journey has a also i do like the fact that like we're getting tomorrow in the spoiler section but his narrative fraud does tie back to the first episode which i think works really well like it cons it consistently loops back to the start so it always runs back for him which i think is really good lucy was really detailed in her portrayal like there's some times where you're like what the what the what the hell is going on with this character like you know there's obviously a major narrative it goes into that later on and it's a really good backstory it's not actually a long backstory either it actually goes more into her um her what she's actually doing mainly in the show which is more interesting uh there's a, obviously there's you as Jordan's mentioned there's a huge love interest between the both i did really enjoy those uh rebecca was just hilarious to me because She's just like the crazy side character that you think she's one dimensional at first, but as it goes through, her and uh, David get a good relationship as it as it goes forward, and you you, you could tell there's more there. Um, maybe at least one sided, but in regards to her story, though, I, I love how like it continued for her. Um, again, like uh, I thought her brother was funny. Um, what was her brother's name in the show? Was it Pila? Uh, Pilar. Pilar. Pilar yeah, yeah, I thought he was funny in the show um very very animated like very he was he was like probably one of the most like he had the like crazy arms <laughs> yeah. yeah tentacle arms almost very long him. uh but yeah no i thought she was brilliant so i thought those were the main characters i really liked i did actually quite like main um you know in the show i thought he uh definitely got a good portrayal in the show the other characters were a bit more one-dimensional uh to be fair like there there was some the other characters we could talk about very briefly is Kiwi, but I think I'd like to get more into the spoiler discussion section for her. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, I think the characters were a bit more level, whereas all the other characters had a bit more um, elevation to them.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say um, that I, I I was hesitant about listing Main as a as a character that I liked as well, because I felt like he had such good parallels to um, the characters that you see in Cyberpunk. Like you have David Martinez, who has like a striking kind of uh personality resemblance to v in the games and then in turn main is kind of like uh a jackie for david and i found that really kind of poetic in some ways uh you know that is kind of like the nature of like you know taking a risk on a rookie and and it panning out and like i say without going into spoilers it's it's really interesting like um how they kind of told that story but in a different way um without it being like you know oh it's just the same thing over and over again <laughs> no i definitely agree with that so uh,
0: let's get into the um so if we we've discussed the characters let's get into the general visuals of the show we, we've mentioned the visuals briefly but i'll start off this time like the visuals in the show are stunning like and also generally like if you've played the games and you see like a lot of the you know a lot of the art in the show you you could pick out exact locations or exact weapons or cars and they've really gone into detail like how this actually plays out like you can literally go from the anime into the game and you can see them one-to-one like weapons such as the um, lexington gun that they mentioned specifically um i believe the Sven spandestine is an actual thing in the actual like game i believe or is that it's like oh, you mean two? the the
1: sand Devastin. sand I, oh, no, I was gonna get that right i should have had that <laughs> from my <favorite>. i mean <laughs> in fairness i feel like it was being said in three different ways because i heard it in uh the japanese version as um Devastin or something and then it's like in the english version, it's like sand de- sandiveston i can't even say it anymore yes, Devastin. <laughs> But I'm I'm telling telling it was like Sandevistan. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, but um again like I I thought the visuals were stunning. Uh it was very obviously, you know, it's called Night City so it primarily takes at night so It does heavily lean into that aesthetic. It does explore some other territories which I thought was interesting. Um but obviously even those territories are linked to the game. Like, you know, you don't get that far out. Of it. You don't ex- you don't go to other cities. You don't I'll tell you that you don't go to other cities so don't expect that or anything you i think exploring the um the actual net runner the net runner world like is visually interesting as well like the two parallels there uh yeah i, I just generally did a virtual the visuals of show it. my one negative as I mentioned before is it is very quick like it is very very fast paced and i think if you are someone that might have issues with this maybe maybe go into this cautiously because there's a lot a lot of flashing in this like show mm. like it could cause issues for you possibly i don't think they ever actually showed like um like a warning trigger for the show which i think is definitely needed to be honest like maybe yeah exactly um but I, I definitely think that's required to be honest going into the show um again for i was visually stunning uh what about your guys
2: thoughts Good, mostly. I think fight scenes good. Um, again, quite explicit actually. And there's a lot of exploding heads. Uh, surprisingly, With and 15, nudity, and nudity, and only fifteen rated. Um, again, surprising. Um, according to Netflix, anyway. Um, maybe double check that.
0: I'm I'm literally I'm literally I'm literally <laughs> going right I think now. It is.
1: Fifteen,
0: yeah. That, yeah. That's weird to me. If that's a fifteen, that should have been an yeah. eighteen
1: yeah i, don't I, know. I, I think, I think so. times have changed a little bit like <laughs> i think really? what we think is a 15 is like well and it's also not like real physical nudity it is hand-drawn nudity if that makes sense which changes a lot of things in the eyes of like the folks yeah who, it's it is true great these mm, um, i just uh
0: yeah i'm literally checking that now to be honest like that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> like, this is boy, unacceptable <laughs> no no i generally thought it was an 18 i i so it's classed as tv ma but know yeah. if that's 18 in the uk or if that's um mature i know r rated is 18 isn't it so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll come across that later but yeah no
2: uh mostly yeah it, mostly visually it looks really good there's a lot of slow-mo head splats and all this kind of stuff some scenes it might have just been the, the, the netflix i was watching on a possibly lower quality than some other scenes like some of the cityscapes are really good but also some of them they've not put a huge amount of time into i think sort of things like when you've got a max tack thing flying past occasionally it's a bit but that's that's quite nitpicky i think the thing of most note is how the subtitles are done i watched it in japanese and Um, quite a lot of the time the subtitles are replayed because, you know, people in cyberpunk phone each other a lot, so you get these little um, blocks, and the text appears in these little blocks. Firstly, if you're on a small screen, quite hard to read. You kind of have to put your face (laughs) up against the screen to see what's going on. Also kind of a bit hard to follow what characters are saying what. And then occasionally some of the subtitles will just be full screen massive blobby words which caught me off guard a few times um it's very stylish great maybe not the most practical but it's it's the first time i've seen anything like that done um so i did it's been a while since i've played cyberpunk so I i guess i didn't recognize a lot of the locations um like the general places and themes were you know recognizable from the game but um yeah, generally quite good, I think.
1: Yeah, I think the, the irony is that um, I actually quite liked some of those kind of stylized sections. Um, I thought it was a nice touch um, when they add the kind of you're on the phone uh, UI from the game as like a kind of precursor to where people are talking in the show. But I did agree that like it felt a bit much because like, um, especially if you weren't watching it with subtitles, you couldn't really read something like that. So I always watch everything with subtitles anyway but it just meant that there was just more words on the screen all the time. Um, which, But I didn't really have much of a, an issue with it because I was watching it on my home television. So like, you know, it was big enough that I could see w- what was going on without it being really intrusive. But one thing I really wish that Netflix would do is give you the option to change like, the size of the subtitles themselves, like they do with, um, I think Prime lets you do that. Uh, and that would make it a lot nicer to look at as opposed to just big block letters. But I did quite like the sections where as you said like the big Bobby less um I think it's because it's supposed to signify like important crossroads where um David is being told something that's going to stick with him as like a life lesson um you know that was integral to his character and again without really going too much into it um as it's more important towards the end of the show it's like um I thought it was kind of like a nice way to kind of uh what's the word not premeditate what's the word when you like it's it's foreshadowing i guess um oh, oh, oh. With, with the giant letters and giant phrases preempting yeah. yeah it's it's like telling you the sort of mindset that David's rolling into as as the story progresses um and there's a lot of themes around that but yeah visually i thought it was absolutely brilliant i, I especially love that like one of my favorite things about cyberpunk is that it's not actually that dark and gloomy all the time it's like it's dark but then it has a lot of like bright really um vivid and saturated colors and i think trigger did a good job of like not having it all in the dark all the time despite it being called night city there was a lot of like daytime sequences um between like the things that all the characters were doing um and it was really only at night time they did like missions or like when they were like hanging out they would have stuff going on at night but even then it's like the palette was so nice and just um there was times where it was like pastel colored and it was quite soft on the eyes and i felt that was a very trigger i don't know if you guys have seen some of the other stuff that they did but they did a show on netflix called um bna um oh i have seen this artwork for that and I, yeah it and it's, was it's the same sort of palette where it's like really bright uh colors um married with like soft visuals but like i think what i quite liked about this was that it reminded me so much of that bit from um kill bill one um that was done by studio gonzo who did the um breaking the habit uh music video for lincoln park and um you know it was like you'd have these bright uh you know and kind of almost cute kind of visuals but then like You know when it got to more serious moments or like life-changing moments in the show they would add like kind of uh like pencil strokes to the characters faces to make them look more kind of serious and sometimes scary and that works really well um again i don't want to i don't want to say too much because i don't want to spoil it for people but there's like an episode where they kind of adjust the art style just for one episode to kind of show a sort of instability that's going on with the story and I found that really interesting to see. It was a bit unexpected, but like um, you know, it, I felt like it worked well in terms of what they were trying to tell in that particular episode. Um, you know, where it's, it just looked very unhinged and very scary. Um and yeah, like uh Fergus said, there was a lot of kind of like action where, you know, heads are exploding, people's heads being cut off, people being sliced in half or being run over and splattering everywhere. And I'm a big fan of gory stuff so like I I found that really interesting to watch because it wasn't like it wasn't like disgusting it was kind of shown in like whoa that was really cool um there's a particular bit that I really liked at the start maybe in like episode 2 or 3 where one of the characters like shoots somebody and they explode in such a way that it kind of has like a ripple across like a car park and just looks really visually interesting um but it's it flowed really well it didn't feel like there was any kind of I didn't really notice the things that you noticed, Fergus, where it was, like, the kind of cut corners with um, some of the background stuff. I thought that it was quite uh, good how, like, you know, a lot of the visuals were... They felt like they'd put in a lot of time and effort into the characters, at least. And then, like, some of the kind of more superficial stuff like backgrounds and whatnot could have been better. But, like, in terms of the characters and how they moved and how they were animated, it just looks so good. So, so good. I especially love um, in one of the episodes where... Um, they showcase some characters like in space. They like did such a nice job of putting that kind of mirror effect on the space helmets. Um, it just looked absolutely stunning to me.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely think the space sequences are really fun. We weren't we weren't going to too much detail with those. I there are sequences as well where uh, when he activates the Sven Devastan. Mm. yeah where it goes into really funky style i love the fact that people on youtube now are creating their own edits so when they actually play the game and everything it's actually going into that visual style as well i do really like that and it does actually i mean i'm the intro is good i really love the visuals and you know the music's okay how did you guys find with the intro because obviously that
1: was it's a unique art style as well i felt like that was the weakest part in my opinion yeah. Like the intro is like it just felt a bit. Mm, I don't hate it. I like. I, I. I thought it was nice, but like I feel like I don't know. I expected more in the intro. The ending credits is far more interesting to me than the opening credits it is franz ferdinand who did the intro right yeah okay yeah i could tell right because as soon as i heard that i
0: was like okay so take me out pretty much like a name yeah. seems like it's just a re-edit of that to be honest i'm not gonna lie and i've heard it about him in years but yeah no um it was an okay intro i kind of like knew how the visuals are going to go with the uh, the powers essentially with the air, uh, the the enhancements from the intro so that was interesting but outside of that i definitely agree it's probably the weakest part for the show but yeah, no, obviously, you know, I'd highly recommend going and check those people. We're going to do our roundtable uh, review roundup now. So give our final impressions and our reviews. So we will start with Fergus now.
2: OK, so you you're after a number, a number and a phrase. Um, I, think I, I think I can guess the number. Number. OK, you guess the number. Guess the number. Is it six? It is a six. I gave the six on my anime list. Um. It was more enjoyable than I thought it would be, uh, considering how bad the trailer was. Um, I'm glad I gave it a shot. Um, it's only 10 episodes. Probably could have done with 12, 13, maybe. It needed some more time for the characters to breathe. And then a lot of, I, the uh, some characters develop, other characters do not develop. Uh, I'm confused where some of the characters came from halfway through the show. Um, vis- visually, it's quite, it's pretty good. Um, it's done wonders for the game, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be especially memorable. So, um, six for me.
0: Okay. I'm definitely going to go to the opposite end now.
2: So,
1: Jordan, uh, what's your uh, final rating and uh, review roundup? So, it's hard to say because. You know, while my instinct is to say it's like the best thing I've ever seen, obviously, you know it's hard to compare it to like other animes that I've seen that I you know love like from Alchemist Brotherhood, because obviously it's much, much shorter, and I can't really think of any other animes that are only like 10 episodes long. Um, so it's kind of hard to really compare it to anything else I've seen before. But that said, I thought it was a really good kind of um like short burst. It was good for for you know the sort of uh, story that they wanted to tell. It wasn't re- it didn't really feel like it was getting dragged out or anything like that. Um, you know I enjoyed every part of it. So I guess just putting it in its own thing without comparing it to anything else, I'd probably give it you know like a nine out of ten. Um, only deducting that one for like the weekend show. Um, obviously we're British. I fucking hate France though. So I was just like uh so like after the first one I kind of like skipped it and I spent like the last few days having that song in my head like unwillingly. <laughs> but um that said like I say you know everything in terms of like the show itself was absolutely stunning. Great story, great, you know, soundtrack. Um there's so many songs from the game that I could hear in the show that just made me want to play the game more, you know, driving around Night City in my Porsche 911 um so you know it brought back a lot of good feelings for the game as well and i'm sure some of you may feel like uh you want to play the game again now it's definitely worth it um but yeah that, that would be my my stega you know absolutely amazing show okay, Yeah, let's yeah. give it 9.5 <laughs> Wow. okay okay wow, well, okay so the the intro basically dropped to a half point mm. uh so
0: i'm gonna go midway here i'm gonna go 7.5 if I'm going to give it a 0.5 system, here we go. It, yeah, I'm trying to be, it, it would be 7, but I'm going to get a 7.5. The intro I thought was poor in general. Visually, I I did really like the visuals of the intro, but the music, again, I just not with it at all. Uh, the, the art aesthetic style I go with this, I actually class it sort of like um, Blade Runner meets Akira, really, because mm. there's a lot of, um, when the cars are driving, the vehicles are driving in the game, there's a lot of light trails that go in, which do remind me of Akira. But with the art style of, let's say, a Blade Runner, which is interesting because there was actually a Blade Runner anime recently, which I never watched. Um, I heard it was okay, mid-mid. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, you know, we are supposed to be getting more cyberpunk stuff in the future. They have stated this uh, from CD Projekt Red. I think they should, as Ferguson, uh, John have mentioned, like the player count for this has gone up a stupid amount. after the It's, it's uh, like 85,000 concurrent users daily, which is really good for the game and hopefully you know maybe they sh- what they should do is maybe once a year release an anime um so you know keep their concurrent game and go current game players going um i think generally i was really in love with but uh, not really in love, but i really enjoyed the main characters like obviously you had your main characters in like david and lucy um a lot of the other characters were side characters because they're not in it throughout the show entirely big fan of rebecca for the stuff that jean carlos is in because he's not obviously in every episode he was enjoyable very one-note, Giancarlo, which is I'm still hoping for. He plays a hero in some up, so he, the good guy coming up because that guy needs a break from the from the um from the dubious side of our characters. That's all I'll say for now. Obviously, some big characters uh, coming in later on. Uh, we'll get into that in the spoiler section, but I definitely give this a seven point five. I think I think that's a fair assumption. I think if we're actually averaging this out, it would actually bring it to a. So it would actually be a seven point seven five, but I'm just going to round it up to an eight here because I think that's only fair to do. So oh, uh, and um well, you know when it goes to the point five, you got to round up. Remember, so uh, yeah, um I knew Fergus was going to give this a six. I like i after the Batman review, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a six in Fergus's eyes. To be honest, to please. I mean, he did but, give or... Uncharted a seven. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll get further in depth I forgot to about that. <laughs> all of the problems with this show. <laughs>
0: But yeah, people, right. NMI gives Cyberpunk Runners a eight out of 10. That's, a, it's you know, from Ferguson's six to Jordan's 9.5 to my 7.5, we're rounding up to an eight here, people. Uh, I might add a little caveat at the bottom saying Ferguson's six just to separate it from us.
2: An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, code name Confused Llama, and his handler, Frank, codename Majestic Vole, investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions, Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, A Spy's Tale, a short comedic spy thriller available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle.
0: So, right, Excellent. Uh that is the end of the main review section, people. We're now going to get to into the spoilers discussion. It's probably going about 15-20 minutes long. So not never never too long here. We'll get into some of the major plot points, major character points. Uh where we could see it, where we could see the anime going, what could actually they do in the future? So again, you've got your five-second warning, people. This we're gonna go into the spoiler section now in five, four, three, two, one. Right. Uh fuck Adam Smasher. <laughs> I know a lot of people have stated like a lot in the forums, and if they've gone right into the games now, waiting to take that fucker
1: out. Uh, uh, I, I absolutely love the memes that have come from that. It's like, Adam Smasher in game, and he's like a teddy bear. Adam Smasher, like, in the lore, like, a bit scarier. Adam Smasher in the anime, an absolute fucking unit.
2: <laughs> so this kind of underlines a lot of the problems that th- are in the show. So, If you've played the game, you'll know Adam Smasher is a big part uh, of the game. We don't really know what the timeline of this show is compared to V's story. Well, I can tell you
1: what it is now. It's one year difference. It happens in 76.
2: As this is before. So, yeah, you're definitely in a situation where you can't kill Adam Smasher for the sake of navigating around the uh, story of the actual game. i think Mm. happens a bit in the show and it's again if you've played it you'll be like oh this guy definitely can't die it's the last episode i wonder what'll happen (laughs) but
1: you can see that coming though like um i guess just to delve straight into spoilers so um a lot of what goes around this show is obviously uh the it's foreshadowing the 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 doom and warnings that are not heard um they mention this in the game as well as like they show the the bd reel of um of the guy who who had the sandevistan uh before david takes it and essentially um you know instead of heeding the warning of cyber psychosis dave kind of ignores that in pursuit of of being better and and being more capable of of being an edge runner um and you know to his detriment right like he it it overshadows his his relationship with with lucy it overshadows his ability to protect his friends and you know it overshadows like um you know the dreams that he may have had um and i guess that's also like an overrunning theme is just the fact that he he doesn't have his own dream uh or whatever dream he had he's lost in the pursuit of of like being better and being more amazing um at what he does and living for the thrill but um that said uh it's it's pretty mental like um how like adam hasher comes in and he he the, the way he they drew him as well was really cool i re- liked how creepy he looks like he's creepy in the game too but there's only one particular bit where i found adam smasher scary and it's that first se- sequence when you're inside the arazaka um like VP's hotel. And he walks past you and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to fuck with him. But like in this, it gave me that energy. Whereas when you fight uh, Adam smasher in the game, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's a bright lit room. Fuck him. Did you did it feel like he was shorter in the anime? Because in
0: the game, he looks a lot taller. I don't know if that's just me. like he he looks shorter
1: in the um the anime compared to the game. Is it because at, um Dave's got that fucking mech on? Not even he's that. Just I just like, generally think he's like think, a space marine.
0: <laughs> I mean, I generally just think like when it comes to the actual anime, even when he, like Adam Smash is standing in front of like the security, he's not. He's like maybe like you know, two three heads taller than the other characters. Like he isn't. He's that meant much to be taller. like ten
1: foot tall. He's not huge, but he's not small. But that's he's like, like ten a coach. to twelve feet tall. <laughs> that's a coach.
0: You know, that's a mm. coach height, okay. uh, or, or or major bus people in other countries. You know um but again like he seems like he's like maybe like eight nine feet tall like uh, okay i'm talking about a couple of feet difference here i'm a perfectionist people well, that, that's but like no,
1: you know going from this to like this so it, you know i guess it makes a difference jordan
0: remembering that we're not a video podcast by doing uh, a visual representation there uh but no, <laughs> no uh, for,
1: every, for, for listeners i was moving my hands back and forth <laughs> best,
0: best, best measurement people but no i think like going into the final fight let's talk about that briefly because it's it's the ending of the show I knew like as soon as the 10th episode came out, I knew that Dave was going to die that was so that was you knew that was going to happen I would have liked now this is this is just the the hope in me uh that maybe he he restored his memories you know somewhere he transferred his memories somewhere so
1: when Lucy goes out there that could still happen because that's one of the things that Adam Smasher says to Dave is that you you'd make a good construct and who else is a construct? Our boy uh, Johnny Silverhand. That is so true. Yeah. There's there's every reason they could bring that back in some capacity, given the way that the games are. But I don't want to spoil the game for you because I know you haven't finished it yet. So we'll see how yeah. you feel when you watch that so, and play through the rest of I the will story. I would say though, I know Adam Smasher is literally meant to be
0: a demon, a, a mechanical demon. But it would have been nice for it's him to get special, knocked like that. <laughs> oh for fuck's sake I, <laughs> if i know his special enough in this show we get it we get it you're fucking special we get it but no um i would have liked i know adam special was going to survive i knew david was going to die i would have adam special to at least get damaged because obviously david is wearing the 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 uh, mechanical suit that adam special was going to have so surely that should have said oh okay this is an advanced version of his suit so why mm-hmm. the fuck did he put no dent in it which kind of frustrated it's like at least make him lose an arm or something like, you know, actually put up a good fight because it did seem like he's going into this compound to get Lucy. He did get his end goal of getting Lucy to get her out, but at least have like something there. it literally was a case of, Oh, okay. Rebecca's dead, which was fucking caught me off guard. As soon as that happened, I was like, Oh my fucking God. Um, Cause everyone else, did, I was like, okay. But I kind of wanted like him to be knocked about a bit as well. Like bring him down a little peg, just a little peg to make him more, you know, anti antagonistic going into the next game.
1: I guess that's kind of it's kind of got a weird juxtaposition when you fight Adam Smasher in the game. That I, I don't care. You haven't finished it. I'm telling you that spoiler. You fight Adam Smasher towards the end that, of the game. I'm sorry, but you knew that was <laughs> going to happen anyway. Because like at that first interaction, you're like,
0: okay, I'm going to fight that
1: bad motherfucker later. I'm yeah. gonna know that for but sure. But anyway, um, I feel like it was fine that he just got completely fucked over by Adam Smasher because Dave from the very beginning didn't even think Adam Smasher existed he didn't even like think it was something to be scared of and i found that quite interesting that when he's finally facing him he's like oh fuck um and easily like fucked around by by another like he's supposed to be this you know absolute um like demon like like literal like almost unreal because he's so full of cybernetics and and you know he's he's not even human he is like an entity and just a, a bringer of death and destruction you know, and on top of that, he's at the payroll of Arasaka, the worst company in the world. So I was as I was shocked at all that he got like Dave got creamed by this guy. But like at the same time, I think they did a good enough job of Dave fighting him that it didn't feel like he went down, you know, in two seconds. But I did feel bad for Rebecca; she like got Goomba stomped by Adam Smasher. I
2: she think they could have
1: dragged survive. out her death a little bit more than that. But I guess that's supposed to be the brutality of the show, right?
0: i i don't know i think like it's that one line where they say this was going to be your suit that's the thing that did frustrate me it's like okay so if it's going to be his maybe they should just remove that line i think and then mm. then i would have had like you know How's he's like <laughs> exactly i mean he is 96 mechanical i know that about the show and i do like how they're in the anime like is there anything left of you and I know that does reference to the game specifically. So, like, I know yeah. there's 96%. You scan him in the game, and you know there's one of in that's still human or organic to a degree. Mm. How did you feel about uh, the ending, Fergus? I say, I,
2: the show set itself up for a situation where you couldn't really have any of them survive. I guess Lucy got away, so Lucy might appear. I'm in Falco. I'm Falco. <laughs> the house fight or well, get back to Falco uh, <laughs> um yeah it's okay like it would have been nice if the show had been in a situation where he could have defeated Adam Smash had done a bit of damage to Arasaka and sort of achieved some of his maybe original goal the fact he'd got stomped was kind of just like the, the whole thing was just a bit anticlimactic like, the fight was Again, pretty one-sided, I guess. Not great.
0: Actually, I do want to make a comparison here to another movie. Mm. It reminds me of The Terminator. Mm. So Kyle Reese is sent in to get the, the woman out, you know, Sarah, Sarah Connor. <laughs> the
1: woman? The woman.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say the girl, but, you know, actually, when yeah. is she, you know, and, um, you know, to get Sarah Connor out, and he's pursued by this monster, and he can't stop it, but he has to sacrifice himself to do it. Now, he does get majorly damaged in the process, and he does... The problem is, though, is that he he does damage the Terminator to a degree. Like, obviously, mm. you know, it, it limps. Adam Smasher didn't even limp, which is like... I, that's yeah, like I would have, like, a limp to a degree. Like, I don't need him to be, you know, crawling, like, trying to take him out, but at least, at least have a tiny bit of damage done to him. Like, you know... Because he does say that, you know, he is different. Like, Adam Smasher says to her, David, you are unique yourself so i think like having an aspect as well like an appreciation like even the smallest sliver of going okay he could go he could put in a couple of hits would have been shown well
2: I uh, was gonna say um anything that happens in the show would need would have needed to have been reflected in the game uh which you know it makes everything in the show i guess canon um which is you know something um but why but- though
0: because at the end of the day, like, because Adam Smasher is 96% cybernetic,
2: he could easily replace the arm. could his have replaced partner. his arm. Yeah, yeah exactly. I guess you're right. Um, There's no know.
0: justification why there wasn't any. Like, I love the fact that they ran. Like, as soon as Adam Smasher appears, he's like, okay, and as soon as Adam Smasher could, like, because he has he has a spe- se- spend Devastan. fuck, sec, fuck that word, spend ever stand <laughs> At the same point, you know, he can move at the speed of David, which I thought, okay, mm. that's just the point where you know David's fucked because that was his one advantage in the show. Yeah, yeah. but when he's like going down, like, getting Lucy away, I thought that was great. As soon as Adam Smasher hit the ground and just as Jordan put it, fucking stomped Rebecca out, um, I knew it was done by that point. Jordan,
1: so like, um. I just want to say that like i I don't necessarily hold the 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 whole the fact that like Adam Smasher didn't get a scratch because you also have to bear in mind that like in terms of who they are as like characters, they're both meant to be like unstoppable, but the trouble is is that the difference is supposed to be that with David he was very proud of how special he was and he constantly got to like towards the end of his like his existence like he was so kind of uh blinded by his concept of like he's he's the one and he's special he's like neo he can do whatever he wants and he'll be fine but he couldn't get past the idea that he was getting exhausted and beginning to fail and he wasn't going to let himself be held back by anything which was what his detriment was like if he if he was wasn't so hell-bent on the pursuit of um power you know then you know he wouldn't have like ignored the warnings like his hands were already shaking his story Mirrors exactly what happens with the first cyber psycho at the start of the uh, show, and then main in the middle, where like they both succumb to cyber psychosis. And while David didn't completely go full tilt, he um, there was definitely you know a warning of like he's going to die. Like there's nothing that's going to stop him. His you know his heart's going to explode or whatever. Like his brain's going to explode because he can't he can't handle it. And you know a lot of this story is about like you know not listening to to the people around you um in in a very kind of cassandra way but um i think what i really liked about the whole end encounter was just the fact that like it's foreshadowed even earlier than that um with lucy saying that you know the only way she could like you know survive was she just kept running and i feel like you know she went through a very similar thing with the ending in that you know everyone who she was with sacrificed themselves you know in order trying to escape and the only people who actually make it are lucy and falco um which is really I... sad and it made me really sad watching it but like it made me even sadder when i listened to the end credit song again and it literally feels like david is talking to her in that song and it made me so sad <laughs>
0: No, um and also you talk about running away. She literally ran to the moon. So you <laughs> can't really get much further than that, to be honest. Well she
1: followed her dream instead of staying with David, basically. Well, to be fair, I think he put them I would have
0: actually liked maybe like a little tidbit of basically um like you know, seeing the currency, like a, a video message from him, basically, or like you know, he pre-recorded. I think that would have put me over the emotional edge. When I was like, him pre-recorded video message. Saying, Listen, I've got you know, I've pre-planned if something does happen to me, you know, just before he heads off, uh, for you to go to the moon. And he's he's put all the money in her account, so she actually has a life after that. That I think I would have definitely teared up at that point. Like I think that would have been like um. There's something about a good video message to someone after they're gone, like a good or maybe a good audio message from someone.
1: You could argue that's what her memory was at the end when she kind of like, you know, remembers when they went into the moon in her BD and like she remembers that happy place that they were together because that, I guess, in some ways is like the last time that they were like normal and happy together before you know david goes on his crusade of getting more chromed up and you know uh people dying and everything you know it's like it was like a happier time and that's really what she holds on to i think I do love the fact that I do know this from the game.
0: They do have a drink in the game after him as well. They do have a Martinez in the in the actually. And I wonder if it is a Martini because that's the easiest drink. It'll be it'd, you know it'll be hilarious if it's a different cocktail afterwards. But yeah, I know they put a drink because obviously they honour the fallen at the bar so I and that's really good to have. Also, is that the same bar from the game? If I'm correct, yes
1: yeah okay. yeah all the bars are all the are all the places in in the show are real places that are in the game
0: i do love the fact that rebecca couldn't get in and he had to sneak her in. i did actually find that quite funny to be honest but no um yeah. let's talk about some of the other cars so i did really enjoy Maine for while he was in it i would have actually liked to explore him running down that track a bit more like was he in the military or was he just like a runner or you know there was that there wasn't hugely explained that whole you know him it, maybe it was like parallel of like David like consistently running
1: trying to reach an end goal that he never would reach for me it was kind of like he struck me as like a bodybuilder like he kind of reminded me a lot of like Arnie in some ways and maybe it was just like the hair combined with the you know over the size muscles and whatnot but like I feel like for him it was always like a kind of body improvement and you get that with some like bodybuilders um you know and like heavyweight champions sort or of people where they're like they're constantly you know trying to sculpt themselves and push themselves past the limit in order to achieve perfection and i felt a lot of that with main where like you know he wasn't gonna get held back he was gonna go even further and then you know because of that it became a detriment to the point where you know no one could tell him otherwise and ultimately led to his doom
0: uh, yeah i would have liked a bit more of him so obviously um we had, uh, can we, can we, can we, can we give an extremely brief mention to Julio? Like, his very, very brief cameo on screen. John's like, who, who again? It's like, it's that lovely gentleman who decides to walk into the trip mine because he's too fucking ego. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that
2: guy. Um, so, following Main's death, where he b- gets blown up, did anyone else get, so, David then comes back as the leader of the gang. Mm-hmm. Um... Is that a time skip or is it a time yes, skip? it
0: is a time skip. It's about it 10 years. No way. No way. No, because at the start of the show, he's 17. Yeah. And when he dies is one year before. Um, And I'd read up on the wiki, which is 2076. Now, um, if I remember correctly... Like it has to, I believe it's about 10 years. Cause hold on, let me, let me bring up, let me bring up his Wikipedia page. Cause it says he was born, <laughs> he was born 2059 and he died 2076. Okay. So that's 26, 26, 27. Yeah. And he's 17 at the start.
2: So it would be about 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So it was a bit of a weird one. So he, David gets massively more chromed up, but literally no one else changes. Falco no, turns no, up. No, no they really do.
1: you get those giant hands
2: yes upgraded in like a day not the the fact i was it was just so taken out by that time skip that wasn't a time skip but really it was a time skip but it wasn't a time because it was a virtual level the characters are pretty static as characters like so they were the same when they were 17 when they were 27
0: I think, um, you know, Lucy, I did see
2: uh, visual changes to Lucy, to be honest. I did see her upgrade. No, <laughs> in the character, like, she if they lived another 10 years, it felt like they were just leaving off tomorrow, but so he'd suddenly got a massive body. And now there's this bloke called Falco. Who just I, I did understand, him, right? though. I did understand, Falco like, was I think,
0: I mean, I didn't fully see him, but I think he was more he like a, a left character. out after he attacks Kiwi in the bath. Oh, fair enough. But I guess he ch- changed visually it wasn't as It was a memorable at that point because I don't I, think exactly he really no. showed up that
1: much before.
0: But I, I also did like the fact that they did have a parallel to the first mission that V and um, his mate go on. I forgot his name because I haven't played the game in that long now. What's his name again? Jackie. Jackie. Like obviously Jack when Mills. when a uh, med tech. Um, it is MedTech, tech, right? Appear. Uh, well, the trauma team. The trauma. You know, the trauma team. Yeah. So um, I do like how they had a parallel to the ice and everything mm. like i do like the fact that they did that um in the uh, in the show um again i I've, i did really enjoy main as a character i think maybe a two season show would have worked quite well this. like maybe have mm. main die at the end of the first season so shows like him taking over and then it's the second season i'm dealing with repercussions of going into the second season i think i think Fergus is right that maybe like 13 episodes would have been better for this i know netflix does do that so maybe mm. like have a midpoint um i do i did again i did really enjoy the show um i do think there could have been i would have liked to flesh out the characters a bit but like kiwi um, i kind of knew there was something going on with her like
1: i wanted to talk about her right <laughs> she's got I, evil I, eyes so she's evil she a mouth. <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's hard to tell what, what she's thinking because she hasn't got as much expressions
0: yeah or, also there's a lot of like have to say this like i never expected to see i can't believe i'm going to say this out loud, i never expected to see blue nipples in an anime i don't know why <laughs> it is but like they, like you were going about before how like you know david's literally walking in the street and people are fucking a machine just on the sidewalk like a flashlight yeah, just fucking up. what the fuck like you know and then you know the amount of nudity, like and people just walking in on other people you know i guess like in the future physicality isn't seen as like you know as sexual anymore even though it can it is interpreted in some ways because obviously people just walk around naked in front of each other to be fair David has a what the fuck moment when um uh Kiwi first appears
1: yeah I mean that again is is like a li- normalised thing in in cyberpunk like the old idea is that there's there's like sin is in every corner sort of thing but also just I think there's also the concept of because everyone's chromed up you know and and replacing body parts with cybernetics it doesn't feel like nudity anymore because it's not real flesh. So, like, you know, there's characters in that show that obviously are so metallic that, like, you know, they're, they're like the cyber-enhanced, shall we say, like, that, you know, it they don't necessarily think of it as their body Um, in the same way that you would view, like, a, a human being with no clothes on. Um, I'm not going to lie.
0: There were a couple of points where Dave was just sitting there naked, and I was like, does this dude actually have a dick anymore? Because it was like, you know, that's the one thing I noticed, though. Like, they showed which did kind of frustrate me a little bit they showed a
1: lot of female nudity but they d- didn't show full male nudity that was a little disappointing but at the same time i can understand why they didn't do that and it's because unfortunately ratings. that's just the nature of yeah it's the nature of like um how how film is interpreted these days in terms of its ratings yeah like female two is 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 somehow much more um trivialized than than male nudity it's like becomes like an 18 instantly if you show any dick um but it's also just like um it's not really something that they really show a lot in Cyberpunk. Like you the only time you see like male nudity is in your character creation page. Otherwise, you know, it's it's just there for, it's just like a concept for fun. Whereas it feels like you see a lot of nudity in general for for women in in the game and it's it's disappointing, but that's just how it is unfortunately. I mean, you do see a male, you know, with the escorts right if I'm correct. You do no. see that a... oh, interesting. No. That's what you did because i saw nope. videos of that hmm, that's interesting uh, they might have originally and they might have taken it out because I, I i i'm with you there i i definitely remember at one point seeing dick in game
0: but i don't know what a line it, people a what a line, people <laughs> i remember seeing dick in game that that's the quote for the episode people uh i think i'm i think that'll be the tagline for twitter i remember seeing dick in game but no i it was very like i may put out like you know obviously it's interesting that actually happened. Obviously, with the time skip as well, with Rebecca, you know, mm. is her body just designed that way? That's what I was thinking yeah, as well.
1: She doesn't grow. Like, her whole <laughs> body is fake.
2: Not of a character, but, like, as a character, like, a, taking it back to Pillar, um, him with the arms and the hands, is her brother. They live together. His head gets blown to bits in front of her, and she just continues her day. Like,
0: no, she's, she's pissed, pissed off.
1: She goes to the She, she's a bit she even off, says but, like, she wanted to kill him herself.
0: <laughs> yeah, but David, David, also, David saves her life.
2: Yes. I. What I mean is, beyond that, if the characters were actually fully developed, there would be ongoing trauma. It would affect the rest of the show. There'd be other signs to it. Post it happening. She, okay, so just I would say. I would say that i think
0: it goes to jordan's point here it's a city of sin people are so used to death and everything which is going on in the city like God, maybe there's a brief oh, this is the thing. <laughs> i don't
1: i don't necessarily think that like it is it is uncommon to have the idea of like every relationship that people have with each other is like the same as we would like you know i have a brother and you know i think if somebody blew his head off i'd be pissed off too but like um obviously but like uh but I guess in this world, it's like, you know, yeah, they're brother and sister, but they probably hate each other. But like they have that tenuous thing. And that's why she's so angry and pissed off during the fight. But then she just learns to move on because as Nate's saying, it's like, that's just how things are in Night City. You, you live or you die, um, you know, by the by the katana sort of thing.
2: It doesn't feel realistic. I feel it undermines the show. Not real.
1: A lot. <laughs> it, it's not real, it, Fergus. They are
2: human. I mean, are they? That's the thing, though. They're They're quite chromed, but they've Ah, got. That's the thing, though.
0: Ah, Ab, that's another thing to the show, though. People lose their humanity the more they get chromed up. You know, and also, I did notice that uh, Rebecca rebecca does actually change vision. I do remember she doesn't change in height or, you know, her facial features, but she does get huge gorilla arms. arms. Mm. Huge gorilla arms, essentially. It does
1: does feel like the Sockham hands.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I. A huge criticism of this show, and the reason it is a six is that it feels like there is zero character development. Like,
1: fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I won't accept that because there totally is, there totally is, but it's just not the way you want it
0: to, and that's different. Could, could, could we rephrase it? Could we rephrase it? focus as, it's very limited character development for only certain characters, whereas others are just sidelined. A lot of other characters are
2: sidelined. Yeah, I mean you find out about the characters but the, whether they evolve further uh, yeah it was a big problem for me for i think show, it should have been, really. i
0: think it could have been. i think it could have been easily two seasons and easily 10 episodes a season even
1: seven episodes a season like you know
0: yeah that would have been better
1: so i want to defend the fact that they've done only so many episodes and the story has been quite short-lived and it's because the way that i kind of viewed the this show as a whole it reminded me so much of um have either of you seen Chinatown uh the film yeah Jack Nicholson Chinatown yeah I, I remember um, it years ago now yeah yeah so like having seen that film and how kind of like what the fuck you get towards the end and then they're just literally like that's just how it is in Chinatown you know or wherever the fuck the line is it made me think of that so much and when I kind of put it in that context maybe be like, that's fine. It it felt very noir in that way where, you know, you're you're hearing the stories of these characters in a you know in a world that's really fucked up and crazy and then it's just like, you know, when all these people die and then like only some people get to like, you know, be happy if at all, you know, bittersweet at the end. It's like that's just how it fucking is in Night City. Like, you know, it's dark. It's miserable. People being killed all the fucking time. You know fucking dave's mum gets turned into a fucking box of ashes within like 15 minutes (laughs) of being in the show and i feel like if you're gonna you know rage about one thing it'll definitely be that like he cares so much about his mum but then she you know they spent two seconds talking about her living and dying i do um i would say uh it does remind me of the departed
0: a very tiny bit the ending of the Departed mm. has 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 um I won't say specific character because it it's it, we're in that that twenty year window people you don't want to spoil it too much but it definitely has some comparisons there I would say like Fergus is right and you are right so that's why I gave it a seven point seven five or an eight if it was rounding up <laughs> you no know, um I think like let's give our final a like, final four so like if you could do a second season because obviously I'd like this to be an anthology series where would you like them to go. I'd want, like, a whole new set of characters. I don't think they need to bring them back. But yeah, would you do it in the same time period, or would you, like, you know, different areas of the city? Because obviously, you know, in Night city, and it it's a living city, but would you explore maybe a different time period, or after 2077,
1: or...? I would love something to do with, like, pre-Arasaka um Arasaka Tower explosion. That would be sick. Mm. I think
2: trying to do it past 2077 will be tricky from in term, they're, if they're trying to keep everything very canon in terms of the game uh path because they, presumably they've not worked out what they're doing so I guess sometime a little bit before so maybe the well let' just say 20 uh, then setting in 2020 feels weird because we're already in 2020 <laughs> 20. Yeah. um same so- sort of time period but again yeah probably a completely unconnected set of characters uh would probably do it a lot slower I and mean, so we can actually get to know the characters and you know
0: i think um i think i'm definitely gonna be the i like the fact that we're each doing a different uh time period here. so jordan's past to is present i'm future because i think there's a way you could do it where basically co- they said they're going to continue the cyberpunk franchise going forward how they do it will be interesting um well, the dlc coming up soon well next yeah. year Which is Hmm. afterwards, Uh, but obviously, I think they're gonna do a time jump again. I think they'll go to like maybe twenty ninety. I think I I I would guarantee either it's gonna be Cyberpunk twenty ninety nine or Cyberpunk twenty one seventy seven or something. They're gonna do a big time jump. I think that's what happened. What the show or the game? The game. I think that's what happened with the game. I think there will be a time (laughs) jump. Finish the
1: game, Nate.
0: (laughs) No, no, but ah, but the DLC will probably wrap up that story though, and I'm thinking it could continue after that that's what oh, i'm okay okay you know about some you know <laughs> also it could help them to do that after you know how it's gone but mm. the way to go about it is i think is if you want to make this a connected universe like you have your star wars and your marvels and everything if you wanted to build this universe up more because obviously even with the witcher you've got um nightmare of the wolf that's got its prequels for vesemir obviously it's not fully canon but it's his own thing um if you are planning the next game Create an anime set in the middle and drip feed people information, give them teasers of what's coming up. Not specifically in the narrative itself, but like how the visuals are changed. Because Night, because Night City evolved so much between you know the explosion of Arasaka Tower into what it is now. What's Night City going to look like in fifty years' time after that, or a different location? You know, because no doubt we're going to get different locations possibly in the DLC. You know, from the trailer alone, could we just go to a completely different city and explore different characters, different regions? Are different regions, you know, is the culture heavily different depending on what city you are in? Because obviously, with um, with Night City, it has a lot of Japanese, and, you know, Japanese like cyber influence. Could a different city? I'm taking a Westworld approach here. Could a different city have a Western American, more American approach as it goes into? Because obviously, as you know from the trailer, there's a big Americanism of it. Could they take it also that way? You know, you could also do a different studio because obviously, which which I liked about star wars visions which actually studio trigger had two episodes of they gave star wars visions an episode each to different japanese studios and i believe mm. for the second season there's rumors that they're going to give it to visual studios around the world so different visual elements like a brazilian anime I'm, It could be a case of that oh well brazilian cartoon because it wouldn't be anime yeah as focused standards uh but you know <laughs> could a different city Give a different, you know, give it to a different art company, like the company that did Avatar: The Last Airbender. Technically, it's Singapore, I believe they did the animation, but it is a Western anime. Maybe change the narrative that side, you know, because it could, you know, it could also change the narrative approach well. Because obviously, with the scripts from CD project Red, but the uh, character adjustments from Studio Trigger, it's a case of like when it comes to the anime, there's a lot of Japanese influence there or Asian influence at least. Um, could they be different depending on what
1: region is uh, affecting the story and i think that would be a great approach to do just to throw out there it is set in nevada that's where night city is and Mm -hmm. the world so it has got some kind of american influence but i think again just kind of going off your point there there's also you know the various gangs and you know where they're all from the idea of this city is it's like multicultural you've got kind of like the the south african gang you've got the american gang like the vet gang kind of thing and then you have you know the 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 tiger claws and then you have the um i can't remember what the fucking name is now but um there's two like asian gangs that fight all the time um and i think there's another one i'm forgetting (laughs) but they're all kind of like maybe animals as well but i think animals are kind of I don't even know what they're supposed to fucking be. <laughs>
0: Here's an idea, then. Okay, so obviously in uh, Cyberpunk, you have your three different factories you can select to start off with. Two, two options here. Uh, maybe do a story from one of those perspectives each, like because obviously you know different uh, cultures within the city themselves. Or you do something like Bandersnatch did, and you have an interactive anime, so you actually get to just select how the narrative goes forward. So you create these multiple endings to the anime, so the anime's ne- never the endings never the same, and that's never really been done before. There's, there's something for you, Netflix. If you, li- if the extremely odd chance that someone listens to this episode, create a bandersnatch style anime where you don't know the end or everyone. Uh, there's five, six different endings that could occur. It'd be very interesting to do. Very fucking complicated, but that'd be very interesting. Also, it would add a more
1: unique game element to it. I mean, mm. technically, it does have uh, several endings depending on certain situations that happen in the game. Uh, off the top of my head, I want to say there's. Six endings already for a cyberpunk, but there's like one true ending, and the other ones are kind of more like, depending on what characters you interact with and and you know like love interests and how you go about fighting at the end without spoiling it for you, Nate. Cool, awesome, sauce. Well, we give our review. People, Fergus
0: was a six, Jordan was a mm. nine point five. I rounded out with a seven point five, which rounded out to a seven point seven five, but we give it an eight uh that Getting is the, multiple the, decimal places <laughs> i know we're gonna we're gonna give it an eight people we're gonna give it an eight from us fergus is like it should be a seven but uh <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> but no people it's actually been lovely to have you back today Jordan, especially for this review thank you for having me and uh actually jordan should be coming back in the future as well because uh we people obviously if you saw our twitter page we are going to be diving into the spoopy seasons coming people which oh, means yeah. we have decided not to do our favorite survival horror games. We've decided to play every Dark Pictures Anthology game and give our ratings reviews. And but all basically, up this year, yeah, all, mm-hmm. wrapping, all, wrap, all wrapping up this year with The Devil in Me. Uh, because obviously, you know, get to see how that plays out a few weeks after the so the review will drop maybe one to two weeks before the game comes out, and then we will do a review for The Devil in Me afterwards, which would be really good to do. But yes, people. It's been so great to have John about today. I want to thank Fergus for joining us today, even though he um, he had some interesting perspectives which conflicted very yeah. well with John, which I loved.
2: Yeah, thank you for making watch Cyberpunk. I may not have watched it
0: otherwise. Hey, lovely to have uh, uh, different perspectives on things. And obviously, you know, as soon as you said to me the other day, uh, we're, we're definitely going to have a discussion with this. Oh, here comes the six. We're going to get yeah. a number six again. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still not forgiving you for the six and seven i'm really not that's going to go down uh, like,
2: there's going to be some weird tens, probably
0: <laughs> oh yeah we'll we'll see how that goes people yes right we are now doing the wrap-up people we're now doing the wrap-up if you have seen the cyber anime and you've listened to our show today and you have some disagreements you agree with jordan so much you definitely agree with focus or disagree with him definitely send out those uh, the out those conversations to us at nmi com. that's nmi com. Find our socials at NMICast, that's Twitter and Instagram. Maybe DSM, DM us on there. You know, where, where could Cyberpunk go in the future? What would you have liked to have seen in the anime? What wouldn't you like to have seen? Because there was definitely some things that I wouldn't have, as you've heard in the show. I've been your host, Nate. I want to thank Fergus and Gerald for joining me again today.
2: Thank you for having me once again. Yes, to
0: people. Right, people. You stay safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>